0: Uh, but we have the local police forces and then we have the, uh, something called the Ontario Provincial Police in the province of Ontario, which is like the state troopers. So they have uh, they're not they don't have jurisdiction in the cities. They have jurisdiction outside of the cities. They've actually been the most brutal for the most part through this thing because they actually answer directly to the province. Um, so they themselves have actually many of these. Uh, if you think about the different levels of government, many of the actual mandates have been provincial mandates. Uh, but the provincial police only have jurisdiction to implement the provincial mandates when you're in provincial policing territory versus city policing territory. There's been a, a sort of a, a distinction of powers there. And then, of course, you have the Royal and Royal Canadian Mounted Police (RCMP), which is where you see the funny outfits, etc. There's also CSIS, which is like the sort of the FBI, CIA sort of thing. But in any case, um. I I listened to an officer who had worked for the uh, OPP, Ontario Provincial Police. He was at one of the anti-lockdown rallies. And there were a bunch of cops watching in uniform. They were there watching the rally happen. And uh, he spoke about how uh, he had seen a stark change in the mentality of police officers in his career. He had just retired a few years ago. He's probably about 55, 60 years old. And he's exactly correct. Um, In Canada, uh i'm not one of those canadians that likes to dump on the american uh, always saying america is a violent country but let's just be honest america generally speaking is more of a violent country even when you take in political uh, population size it is more of a violent country when it comes to crimes etc than canada that's just a fact uh but one of the reasons one of the things that canadian policing has always prided itself on is they actually call themselves peace officers that's actually technically what they're called is a peace officer they carry guns they're not as uh, uh, ineffectual as the uh, um, English bubbies, but they, but they call themselves peace officers. And I remember having a, I was taking a security course by a retired cop. He had been a cop in Toronto for 30 years or, or it would have been 20, 22 years or whatever. He had to retire. I think he was only 25 years. Anyway, the point is he was doing the security course. I was taking a course so I could be a bouncer at a nightclub, you know, like that sort of job. And uh, he talked about how in the city of Toronto, and he was a beat cop downtown working with Vice. In his 25 years of policing, he only actually ever pulled his gun out one time. Now, Toronto has changed a bit, but still Toronto has not been the city of angels for the last 30 or 40 years. It's, it's had crime for a long time. They were trained very strongly. And the Canadian cops are paid handsomely. So they do have an ability to recruit a certain type of candidate. It's a very, very difficult selection process. It takes four or five years often to even get on the police force. Multiple tests, physical tests, psychological tests. It's, it, in a sense, it's good. You do want good men being cops. Um, but as the society has changed, just like with education system, just with the degree systems, you know, the type of graduates that come out, that sort of education mentality has actually leaked its way into Canadian policing which is they are still police officers. There's still not very much violence, but they have been trained in the woke. So it's this weird dichotomy where you have these cops who are physical specimens, because I said the physical tests are grueling. The selection process is grueling. They're all doing CrossFit. They're all running long. They're all doing that whole thing. They all do seal fit, burpees and hang clean. That's all, all the guys do. They'll come in looking like super soldiers because they're going to go make 70 grand a year in their first year. And they're going to have a pension after 20 years. They better be in shape. They make like $120,000 by the time they're in year seven or eight. Anyway, the point is, well, that's 120,000 Canadians. That's about $15 American, but that's not the point. Um, But they're trained in the woke. So they're peace officers, but they're filled with garbage mentality now. So conflict with police is actually a very rare thing in Canada, but he's right when he says there is a distinction between the different generations If you, I I worked with a police officer when I was a teacher, wonderful officer, Christian man. He went to Bible college. He'd been a cop for about 15 years. He was our school resource cop, the kind of cop that shows up to the the high school, deals with stuff. He was amazing. I guarantee you he is not on board with what's happening right now. He was a moral man. He was a just man. He was a rugby guy. I got to throw rugby in there at least once a show. Um, And he was a wonderful officer. But contrast that with some of these ding dongs that are 27, 28 years old that come through, they finally get their degree, their master's, they get through the academy, they become cops. Uh, they are like, they're almost like, you know, your average NFL player now, or this physical specimen coming through, but his brain is full of woke nonsense and rocks being thrown around. So that's what you're seeing right now in policing. But the only problem is, one of the problems is, there aren't that many options for policing in Canada. You get like, you don't have. Tons of different little unique forces. There's not a lot of big cities. So once officers get in to the squad, it takes a lot to get them to do something where they're going to risk getting fired or having to get another job. They've gone through six or seven years of education before they even get a look in the most part. Many of them come out of the military. They can't do anything else. They make $120,000 a year and they get a pension when they're like 44 years old. Try to get a guy to risk that job. It's very difficult to do. But he makes a good point when he says... The supreme law of the land has to be followed. And then he says there's actually case law for that. This is what I said last week as far as the narrative is shifting about the Rona. I think what you're going to start seeing is you're going, they're probably already happening in the courts right now. You just haven't seen them yet. But you're going to start seeing middle management is going to get sued. The guy who runs Pfizer, he's identified. But not everyone in middle management is. The police chief, he's clean, but the guy that he sent out who did the unconstitutional thing, somebody caught it on video, you know that if they really want to, they can Derek Chauvin anybody they want. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to these cops. And uh, I do hope that over the next little while, they are able to regain the trust of the public because listen, I'm all for limited government, but I'm not a libertarian. You need to have a police force you can trust. That's a very important part of a civil society.